There's no doubt that he has a massive erection. She takes a horse bath. I'm always up for talking about his semen. Brian stole my point. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Very happy you are here and joining us again for episode number 57, a, a jam-packed full house episode, and we will get to what is coming up in just a minute. Um, let me give out the email addresses, as always, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We have had some great email correspondence. We will read some momentarily. Um, also, the we still want to do, we haven't done it in a while, we still want to do our sex and relationship column for the website, Fancy Sex. So if you have, like, I know you guys have questions and you you like you maybe think i'm joking but i'm really really good at this and i like being the person to be there for you and in, in your sex and relationship mire so if you're in that position if you have questions if you are concerned maybe it's your anatomy maybe it's your bae's anatomy maybe it's the fact that your bae doesn't let her touch her anatomy any of those things, any kind of sexual relationships questions that you may have, reach out to us at fancy sex, F-A-N-C-E-E, sex at theballerlifestyle.com, and we will answer them either here or on the website. Also, the voicemail. The voicemail has been exploding of late. 949-464-TBLS, The Baller Lifestyle. Um, rule of thumb for voicemail, you're not funny. A good way to demonstrate that fact is to talk for a long time. A good way to hide that fact is to talk for a short time. You get me? That said, keep calling. We love getting your voicemails. We, we, we've got some drunk ones. We've got some late night ones. And we will definitely get to a few of those as the show proceeds. Um, today, also on the show... Your voicemails, your emails, our interaction with you, but we're also going to talk sports like we always do. We're going to talk about Warren Sapp and his he's in trouble. He's been in trouble before. He's mostly just been an asshole before, and now he's in trouble again, and he's lost his job. Uh, we're going to talk about his situation and our our at least my complete happiness overjoyment at the fact that. Warren Sapp will no longer be a thing on my TV. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong also sort of, he dodged some trouble. He's good at that. He's real. like some guys, they can't find, they can't not find themselves in trouble. Lance Armstrong, just the opposite. Like nothing really sticks to that guy. He's a little greasy. Things just slide right, you know, cancer, steroids, all that shit. Uh, and, and again, he got in a little trouble and then didn't get in a little trouble. So we'll talk about Lance Armstrong. We're going to talk about Charles Manson's sperm. I know that has been on the tip of everyone's tongue lately. Uh, so we're definitely going to get to that. The Red Rain, the Red Power Ranger. Do you guys know this guy? You know, I have children. I have uh, boy children, one boy child. He was, never got into the Power Rangers. I feel like I really dodged that because I know a lot of people whose kids were way into that shit. And it looks fucking horrible. 
So I'm really, really, really glad I never had to experience any Power Ranger issues. And I'm really, really glad I'm not roommates with a certain Red Power Ranger because he's... He, he dealt with his in a way that didn't work out too well for the roommate. So we're going to talk about that. And France. You know, a lot of, one time, one time it was 2001, and I was in line for coffee. And the guy, some guy in front of me, there's two people in front of me, and one guy ordered. He's like, hey, I'll, uh, he's like, I'll, have the, I'll have the large French roast. And the, and the lady's like, okay, that'll be, you know, it's, 2001, so it was probably like a buck and a quarter. Okay, here, dollar twenty-five. And then the guy, the the next guy in front of me that was behind the first guy, he walked up and he went like this. He goes, "I'll have a large freedom roast." I just remember that something I something I think about that sometimes because that guy that guy was a loser. Uh, anyway, France, they're not going to let you give your kid a stupid name because they are cracking down on dumb parents giving their kids stupid names. Uh, so we're definitely going to talk about that. And then later in the program, during Fancy Pop, our pop culture segment, Fancy Sauce, as always, will join us. And we will have special guest Jason Stewart on for the Bachelor Report to discuss everything that went on and what quite – I just finished watching it. I couldn't stay up last night. I couldn't stay, I couldn't stay awake for the show. And uh, – I just I just finished watching it now, and uh, it was it might be I haven't seen every season of The Bachelor. I haven't seen every episode. I oftentimes can't make it through very many episodes, but this one I watched most of, and it was fucking epic. And uh, so we thought we'd bring on Jason Stewart to do the po- post mortem of what quite possibly could have been the greatest episode in Bachelor history. Uh, I know this person is going to be excited about that. That. He's a big Bachelor fan. He's the co-host of the show. He He's a terp. He lives in Jersey. He buys bad beer for homeless people. Of course, I'm talking about the great Ed Daly, co-host of the program. Ed, how the fuck are you? Uh, I'm, I'm glad to just move on from a shitty NFL season. Uh, with, with two teams I really couldn't care less about or... Maybe that's not true. Maybe it's I, I, I actually disliked both of them, so I, I actually cared a lot about seeing them both lose. But it was it was just a shitty ending to a shitty season. I, I that was that was horrendously bad. It was just the most horrendous decision I can I can imagine. I mean, it was a well. Let, let, I mean, I think I know where you're coming from. The game itself, I found to be tremendously boring and not an exciting game. Even though at it was kind of close, like it just, I don't yeah, know. There's no flow. It, yeah, I, I always felt like, okay, let's just get to the end and like maybe something will happen. And that's exactly what did happen. The last five minutes of the game were extremely exciting. Uh, it looked and it should have been that Tom Brady was about to lose his third. Super Bowl on a just out of your ass catch, unbelievable ending to the game. And there was Pete Carroll to snatch defeat from the hands of victory with quite <laughs> who possibly. Thought, who would have thought the uh, 9 11 truther would make a bad decision? <laughs> the stupidest call ever. Now, what <laughs> do you. Now, uh, a lot and then has, it's God's plan, Russell Wilson, Mr. God's plan. Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot has been made of this, and I'm I'm starting to subscribe to this. That Pete Carroll is a guy that likes to have 
quote, his guys, the guys he fancies get the accolades, get the glory of the game. And there's no question that Russell Wilson is his guy. Is there anything to the fact that he called a play for Russell Wilson to get the glory at the end of the game rather than the guy who's not so much his guy, the guy he was trying to phase out on their team. Yeah, he was. But at the beginning of the season, he was trying to phase out Marshawn Lynch. He announced that they would do running back by committee only to see Marshawn Lynch be the only guy in the committee that could pound out the yards he needed. Do you think there's anything to that? Not calling a play for Lynch. And I don't know. I don't know his relationship with Reggie Bush, but remember in the game where wasn't on the field. They choked against Texas. They absolutely should have won that game. He didn't put Reggie Bush, the runaway Heisman winner, on the field for the key play. Not, not even, not even, didn't call the play for him. Didn't have him on the yeah, like, field not even a as a decoy. Yes, agreed. A so, very like, stupid call. He, he's made dumb calls, and it, it's good to see he's still a shithead. And it's good to see Russell Wilson uh, somehow that that horseshoe fell out of his ass. I'm happy about that. Agreed. And also, what people are talking about. I mean. There was a horrendous, just depressing commercial, and I'm talking about the McDonald's commercial. Right? <laughs> you, you didn't like that one. What? <laughs> I mean, it was turning people into monkey, train monkeys for, for a filet of fish. Like, hey, go call your mom. Hey, dance for us. Give us a hug. Now, here's like, the thing. The, 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 whole, you, McDonald's. the whole premise of the show, or the, the commercial was, hey, you do something stupid and we'll give you this cheeseburger for free. Um, here's the, that's the thing about McDonald's. It's basically free. Like yeah, that's the whole nothing. point of McDonald's is you can go there and eat for n- and not have to give them any money. Pretty much, that's the point. That's why they're so popular is because they're shitty food that's just sodium and water and right. fat cr- smashed together is so goddamn cheap, right? And I, I and I love and it's you know the corny ironic take on it, but you know they're all about showing heart and the one thing they're trying to do is destroy your heart with yeah. their shitty ingredients. Yeah, they want you to show heart Fuck right you, before McDonald's just yeah. the worst. And then those commercials they were showing during the playoffs where it's like, "Hey, we were there with Katrina and like they just put like get well soon New Orleans like yeah. on their signboard and it's like, "Hey, we're 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 a company with heart and uh, let's let's see if we can kill all of America." That's right. We're a company with heart and we're trying to stop yours. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, McDonald's yeah. is the worst. Agreed. Do you want do you want to talk about this measles thing? Yeah. Let's I'm, let's I'm, talk I'm, about it because, you know, we've we've been on record with how stupid the Ebola crisis was and and people being afraid for no good reason, but right. I think we do need to talk about this. Uh absolutely. I live in the epicenter of privileged white stupidity where apparently people have decided it's a good idea not to vaccinate your children against measles. There was in the year 2000, I read there was zero cases of measles in this entire country. And now there's been 92 this year. I read a great tweet today from this guy, Colin Crawford, who's really funny. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, it would be mad fitting if Americans are wiped out by an archaic disease because rich ladies decided they were smarter than everyone. That's exactly right. There's no, there's no no reason to believe that these things are dangerous to your children. Every none, fucking none. doctor worth a shit will tell you that that it's actually the be- and you you and I were talking about this earlier about how everybody was so they had their fucking asshole 
puckered about Ebola, that Ebola – close the borders, put a fucking dome over the country. Don't let anybody in our goddamn airports. They were so fucking freaked out about Ebola. Your kid is never going to get Ebola, and here we have children dying of measles in this country because these dumb mothers won't let their kid get pricked by a needle. Yeah. Yeah. The only time you have to worry about Ebola is if your teacher – your kid's substitute teacher – uh, just got out of a container ship from the Ivory Coast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, and he's giving out hugs in class. Yeah, like, and, and is drowning your kid with his saliva. <laughs> but really, yes. like, it's ridiculous. But yeah, just stupid white women, and it is just white women who are making this call. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's get to some some of our own praises. We've not been giving ourselves enough credit lately, Ed. And here's a couple emails. One from our old friend of ours, Wes the Fat Kid. He says, first, let me start off by saying my subject has nothing to do with that shitty stain song that all but ruined high school for me. Oh, it says it's been a while. Apparently that's a stain song. I don't, uh, I don't even know that. I don't know stained. I, I've been meaning to call in, but I haven't found the time where I could give the voicemail. It's due respect. Also, I don't want to confuse your listeners as I am Brian's vocal doppelganger. Whoa. Wow. I need You've to hear that. Vocal, vo- call, please call in. That Yeah. I mean, as nasal as my voice is, I can't imagine that there are two people that sound like this. So now we really need you to call in, Wes. Uh, also, this all this to say I have listened to the 30th anniversary of the All-Valley Karate Tournament no less than five times. It was fucking fantastic. A lot of love for that show at Ed, episode 52. People was, still talking it, about it. It was great. It really was. It really was. Two-part episode. Uh, my only issue was hearing Travis Rogers say the word fuck. Uh, it was the first time – it was like the first time hearing your dad saying the word fuck or hearing your grandparent talk about sex. Shit was just re- weird. Uh, okay. I'll, all right. <laughs> this shit is, is long. Keep up the good work, bros and fancy. You all make my week. Thanks, Wes the Fat Kid. I have to admit – that was a little, you know. Travis is very polished. He's a he's a mainstream radio guy. He he's very yeah. conscious of his image. Um, even even in our draft, and we're going to try to do another draft, FYI. But even when we had him on for our the, the draft extravaganza, he was he played along. He did a great job, but he didn't wouldn't go too deep. And on the All Valley Karate Tournament, he he was letting the f bombs fly. That was a little weird for me as well. Also, Ed, another another. This guy's getting to be very prolific. Rick Romo at Rome Show emails. Uh, he he had a great voicemail last week. He's emailed this week. Gents, an email you read from last episode reminded me of something I saw in the Houston Rockets locker room a number of years ago. <laughs> now, this cautionary tale is mostly directed at Ed. I understand the curiosity at wondering what these guys are packing without really needing to see it. But here's the thing. What happens when you actually do see it? I had a couple of press passes from a friend in the media to go to a playoff game, Rockets versus Sonics, which also allowed post-game locker room access. So I'm hanging around in there with the rest of the real media when all of a sudden, right in front of me is a towel-less Sedale Threat. It was at precisely that moment that I understood the difference in our worlds. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I knew it. But to see it like that, I'm telling you, Ed, it's not worth it. 
Just assume they're all packing and leave it at that. You don't need your own personal Sedale Threat. And the thing is, yes. it's not like he was in the Houston Rockets locker room and saw Hakeem. No, or Otis Thorpe. Because Sedale Threat was a guard. Was a guard. I'm pretty sure he was, he, was a, he was a reasonable-sized guy. Right. Like, he was he's like 6'3". Like freakishly tall. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but... I've I've been down that road. I told you I went when LSU was playing Florida. Yes. I was staying in the same hotel as Florida and uh, Spikes, uh, Brandon Spikes, the linebacker. Yes. I was right next to him, and it was it was a a you know it was like a, a double gripper. It was a, it was a giant. <laughs> it was like a giant. It was. I, I would say it was a tennis ball can. Wow, like, Pringle, like Pringles, Pringles can. can. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a different world. And yeah, six feet two, six two, one seventy five. He's a normal sized guy. But I got to tell you, like seeing Kevin Bacon in Wild Things is devastating to me. Like I'm I'm packing no heat, well, so I'm I everything looks big to me. So really, Sedale Three or Kevin Bacon, anybody is. Bigger. Well, let's be honest, Kevin Bacon chubbed up for that. He and oh, you got it as anybody up. would. Same with Ben Affleck in that Kaitel. Yes, everybody gets a little blood flown into it. You know, that, that's what anyone would do. You're not just going to go in there raw. You're going to warm it up a little bit. You're going to get some yeah. blood flowing, and you're going to show it, your... Spat it around a little bit. You're not You're not going hardcore, but just, you know, get it going. Right, because there's... And, you know, like, broads, they don't know. They don't have one of their own, so they don't realize. There's a big... There can be a big difference between the, the completely flaccid and just sure. the semi. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, I'm, I'm sorry about Rick and his experience with Sedale 3. Okay, a couple voicemails, then we're going to get into our topics. Um, this first one is from Mark the Nomad. Mark the Nomad, actually, with a couple good calls here. Um, let's hear this first one, Mark the Nomad called. Hey, guys. Mark again, and I had one last thought. Can we please get Ed Daly to elaborate a little bit more on the Instagram picture of himself as a child where he accurately described himself as Jean Benet Daly? Thank you. He makes a point here, Ed. I thought this was a little weird, too. You posted a picture on Instagram. It was in black and white. You basically were dressed like JFK Jr. going to the funeral. It was a weird, <laughs> weird outfit. It did not fit the time. Oh, you, you were born in the 70s like me. You should have had like a butterfly collar going and bell bottoms. But instead, you had like a sailory. Uh, you, you looked um, sexually ambiguous. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> What? Well, go. I've always maintained. I've always maintained that I I should be a male model. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And You've I got was. Some experience. I yeah. was. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I I think I was the victim of. I I I saw the date. It was a newspaper clipping that I found. Um, my aunt was cleaning up like my grandmother's. You know, random things in the back of her closet and found that. And it was 1981. And my mom was one of those moms that thinks their kid's the cutest thing ever. And she had uh, my sister and I, we, 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 I guess we modeled for some local, like, kids' clothing store. Yeah, super And gay. I did, super I, 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 I mm -hmm. yeah, really. Mm -hmm. And I think I got paid in Star Wars yeah. figures. Like, yeah. I think I got, I got a TIE fighter for, for like, going oh, on a runway. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so that was that was the the hook. 
But yeah, yeah just super creepy. And ki- and people were there. I remember like mm. people were looking at this like runway, yeah. and it was real creepy. Yeah. And uh, I think I had buried those memories like real deep. Yeah. And uh, it it brought it all back. And I figured. If nothing else, it's good for people to laugh at me. So, yeah. so I, I put it out there. Ed, you're good about that. You're good about making fun of yourself. You don't take yourself too seriously. Everyone should follow Easy Ed Daily on Instagram. It's it's a good follow, And even if he was you know doing some casting couch stuff when he was six years old. <laughs> I understand. Five. Five, five, five years old. Okay, here's another one. This guy's drunk. Real drunk. Yeah. Super Bowl party, and maybe I'll call when I get shit-faced and leave a message with a bunch of kids screaming in the background. Uh, okay, great call from our our listener in Tennessee, Ed. He he advocates um, taking narcotics and washing them down with beer. Um, I think that's a great choice. It's I don't I'm not too much of a fan of narcotics, but only because they constipate me. I don't know <laughs> if that's too much information, but if I you know if I have an injury, maybe I have a dental surgery. And they, you know, sure. they give give you a few some of those opiates. Yeah, they give you some opiates. I, I would recommend that you can't just have them on their own. If you want to get the full effect, the full numbness, you wash them down with, you know, like a thirty-two ounce of Pabst or something. Uh, okay. I was I was yeah. hoping when I got snipped that I would get some narcotics, and I don't remember much in the way of painkillers. Oh, I got I was, those. I got some, yeah. but I was hoping for more. I was hoping that's you know, is pretty much a bag of peas on my. Uh, on my lap in, for the weekend. In scotch. You got to you got to let them. You got to. I just warn, went hard liquor. You got to like warn people. Go. You know. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't know what it is, but um, those uh, opiate painkillers don't have a lot of effect on me. I always end up having to take a double dose. You got you got to pre warn the doctor. Okay. <laughs> this this is the actual drunk guy. One more voicemail, and then we'll then we're going to talk sports. Here we go. This guy's from Maryland, where Ed went to college. Uh, 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 hey, um, listen, I mean, I think this is probably, it's a, probably a foregone conclusion that you'll be talking about this, but just want to make sure that you talk about Bruce Jenner and his transformation. Um, I mean, my dear, dear friend, Ed Daly, is probably chomping at the bit to break down what's happening with B-Gens and his, um, deal. Right? Listen, it's probably, it's probably gonna happen on the facts, alright? I don't wanna wait that long. I want it on the podcast. Alright? Also, What's the deal with a dude making a banner for the show? People shouldn't be making banners for background. Okay? That's just my my agenda. I mean, I called him with my agenda last night. And now I'm calling again, all right? No more banners. 
dudes, people shouldn't be taking time to make banners. But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about the B to the gems. All right? Out. Okay, X, this, that guy actually left three messages over two days. All of them excellent. Excellent. All of them inebriated. Uh, for sure, I like one that he wants to talk about, Bruce Jenner. I like two that he thinks that it's a big topic that you're going to want to discuss, Ed. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I, first of all, a little public service message. One of those drunken messages, he mentioned he was driving. <laughs> And it really wasn't a good idea for that guy to be driving. <laughs> maybe and he's I being just, driven, Ed. Maybe, maybe he has. I'm, I'm hoping that because I want him, the first thing he does is to download the Uber app. That's because right. Because I've used Uber yeah. and it works well. It does. And Agreed. Don't, don't listen to the bad headlines like uh, Uber works just fine. I also you endorse cannot, Uber. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot be driving like that. <laughs> That's really bad for everyone in the state of Maryland. Agreed, but you can't. You can call this show like that, and I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, banners for the show. I, I wish no idea make, what banners are. I mean, you can if you're if you're a graphic designer and you want to make banners on, on our Facebook page all the time. I just post reminders that we're on iTunes, and you know, I, I make um, yeah. like a couple posts a week, and I do. There is one banner that Fancy Sauce kind of made for us that's just got our pictures and and the. Um, and the logo of the show, um, but yeah, we're not we're not graphic designers. We're not. So you, we're, we're pro you making us banners, but I he seems to be very opposed yeah, to banners. Anti banners. He's got an anti banner yeah, agenda. I kind of like that he's got a stance there. I'm just not sure why. But yes. But as for Bruce Jenner, I have been thinking about this because I've seen the headlines. He and, used to be the greatest athlete in the world, and it's come out right. today that he's gonna he's gonna be interviewed by Diane Sawyer. Okay, go on. Okay. And and the, the the headlines, at least in the the rags that when I'm at the supermarket, say he's about to announce he's going right. to just become a woman. He's trans, which is which is kind of a bummer because he's been a fun punching bag for years. Right. But here's because listen, if you really are you know trapped in the wrong body, I, I know it's a thing. I've known people or people who are related to people like yes. it's a terrible situation. Sure, but. Here's where we can all feel good and still make fun of him. Because this asshole has made his whole life being about being in front of the camera and being on TV and exploiting his life and, and chasing fame for, uh, to the last yeah, drop. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, Fuck him. Oh, no. Oh, no. See, you went uh, – in 30 seconds, you went from being a – Guy that was very much uh, on the side of Bruce and his journey, and to someone that w- had an anti-Bruce agenda. There, no. What I'm saying is, look, if you're just some regular person that's going through things, and you you feel the need to change your gender, like we're, we're supportive. I'm I'm fully supportive of that. But this is a guy that is a fame whore on top of it. Yeah. So look, I, I be whoever you want to be. But like he's been a clown for TV, and Len oh made oh made himself God. a clown for a number of years, yeah. just because he wants to stay famous. Yeah, and that that I don't support. Yeah, I get it. Okay, let's get into sports, Ed. What is happening? We've we've touched base with all our reader email, our listener email, and voicemail. Um, excellent, excellent participation by everyone. I encourage more of that. It's great. I love the drunk voicemails. But what's happening in sports, Ed? We've got to knock this out so we can talk to Jason Stewart about The Bachelor.
NFL Hall of Famer Warren Sapp was arrested the morning after the Super Bowl in the Phoenix downtown Renaissance Hotel at 7 a.m. Uh, on, on Monday morning. Uh, I guess around 3 a.m. Mountain Time, which... I, I, mountain Time, that's... That's a, I don't know what that time zone is. I don't know. It, like, a, it, it sometimes shifts. Like sometimes it's daylight savings. No. I don't know. Yeah. But well, they they it, don't change their clock there in Phoenix. Right. Yeah, not a There's only thing. two time zones, the one I'm in and the one you're in. The rest is just the middle. It's just like everything else about the middle. It doesn't matter. Go on. Right. Uh, hotel guests reported an argument uh, followed by objects being thrown around. When the guests opened the doors to see the disturbance, at least one reported seeing two women, one lying on the floor with apparent marks associated with a physical alter- altercation, yep. and a second woman who was with her. Uh, the women were shouting and alleged that Sap had assaulted them and asked for someone to call the police. Yeah. Uh, the former the former Dancing with the Stars clown was swiftly arrested and fired from his job at the NFL Network. Brian, how shocked are you that the man who was famous for being a horrible tipper was also cheap with the hookers? I'm not shocked about that at all, obviously. I don't – and this is one of those ones where it's like – his word against a couple of prostitutes' words, so it could go either way. And if he were somebody with any kind of goodwill in the bank, I would be more right. inclined to wait till things played out. But here's the thing about Warren Sapp. He's a huge bully and a jerk, and, every, and everyone hates him, so fuck him. Fuck him. He sucks on TV. I don't know how he keeps getting jobs. Or I mean, he's on the NFL Network, but he also pops up – he used to pop up on this like – you know, I'm real into smoking meats, slow cooking. Okay. And I got real into this. I can't remember what it's called now. This one like barbecue. It was like, oh, Best in Smoke. He was on the show called Best in Smoke where they would like go to all these barbecue competitions and judge the food. And for some reason, Warren Sapp got to be one of the judges. I don't know how. And he had no thoughts on the food. He would always go – he would wait for the first judge to – to say what they thought, whether they liked it or not. And then he would just sort of say what they said. And he'd be like, I, I think it could use some more sauce. Or, oh, this this like <laughs> this is just like my mama made. And, and yeah. then it would go on to the other judge who actually knew about the food. Point is, I don't know how this guy got to, the, got to a place where he was even getting jobs on TV in the first place because I don't think he was that good at that. But I don't like the guy. I, all I know about him is that he's a jerk. So fuck him. I don't care what happens to him. He's already, yeah. already been fired. I have, I have a friend that, that met him when he was on the Bucks way back in the day, yeah. and he was, he was a complete asshole to him. That's all like, I've ever heard about the guy. I've never heard a good word about that guy. I mean, he was a great D-tackle, but that's it. That's where it ends. Agreed. Okay, um, next story. Disgraced cyclist Lance Armstrong hit two parked cars after a night of partying in Aspen, but agreed to let his long-time, longtime girlfriend take the blame to avoid national attention, police reports show. Armstrong's girlfriend, Anna Hansen, told the police she had been driving home from an Aspen art museum party when she lost control of Armstrong's GMC Yukon on the icy roads hitting cars because her boyfriend had a little too much to drink. Uh, a man who had been renting one of the damaged cars told police, the, a police detective that Hanson came running up to the house in high heels, apologizing and promising to pay for repairs. Um, uh, he called 911 to report the hit and run. Hanson and Armstrong left the scene before the police arrived. After Hanson admitted she and Lance made the story up, Aspen police cited Armstrong with failing to report an accident and speeding. Brian, how mad 
are you at Armstrong for A, having the name Lance, and B, promise, prompting Americans to talk about cycling for a five-year stretch? Um, I'm not so mad. I'm, you know who I'm mad at here is the is the guy who's got us called 911. Yeah, like that. I, I I agree. Like somebody somebody runs in your car in the middle of the night, and it's there. You don't know who they are, and you're you know, and they seem a little inebriated, and you're like, okay, you know, we better get the get the authorities out of here. I'm not not sure what's going on. But you go outside, and it's Lance Armstrong, and you know the guy's fucking filthy rich, and he's like, hey, look, man, I'll make good on this. Don't worry about it. You just go, okay, no problem. Let's exchange information. No big deal. Let your girlfriend drive you home, and you cut me a check. No problem. Um, that this guy, then I got to call nine one one. Was anybody injured? Like it was a parked car. Yeah, your car was parked. It was a rental. You know, you that's insured. Like, don't worry about it, guy. Just tell him you woke up and walked outside, and the car was hit. Like, bad guy. But here's the thing I like about Lance Armstrong. He can always get people to take the rap for him. And when people go, oh, well, how come I have to hold the steroids? Oh, I'm Lance Armstrong. Oh uh, wait, but hold on. Wait, you're saying that I uh, I have to um, admit to the positive test and get banned for two years? But but you also had a positive test. Well, how come I have to do it? Well, I'm Lance Armstrong. <laughs> uh, honey, you were driving. Why do I have to say I was driving? You you know you had a couple of Coors Lights and and now you've crashed and I I have to take the blame. How come? Uh, uh, I'm Lance Armstrong. Like that. And, that's the best. Good for him. Go. And a, a mutual friend of ours. Yes. Uh, when I asked him who the – he works with some sports people. Oh, right. yes. And I asked him who the worst athlete he's ever had to work yes. with. He said Lance Armstrong. Uh, he said he, he's the biggest prick and he was mean to every person he possibly could be mean to. So uh, I've also heard know. that about him. But for some reason, like I can't – I just don't – I can't hate – he's like in the A-Rod category to me where, yeah, he's a total <laughs> dick. But I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of amusing to me what that they're that they're so convicted in their assholeness that they're that's just who they are. It's like <laughs> yeah. they're not even aware of it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of assholes, you want to talk talk about um, Ch- Chuck Manson's sperm? Chaz Manson. Yeah. Ch- yeah. <laughs> Here, let me. I'm always up for talking about. Of course. It, uh, okay. Headline. Cult killer Charles Manson, desperate to have child with bride, hopes to smuggle sperm out of prison. (laughs) The twisted father of murderous Manson family wants to become a daddy one more time. Notorious cult killer Manson at age 80 is desperate to sire a child with his new 26-year-old bride and willing to go to any lengths to get her pregnant, according to his son. Quote, I understand... That somehow he hopes to smuggle his sperm out of the prison, said Matthew Roberts, who learned 10 years ago that the mastermind of the Tate-LaBianca murders was his father. He is a very resourceful man, understatement. So he may have (laughs) other plans, too. Another understatement. The traditional method is a non-starter for Manson, serving a life sentence for the terrifying two-night killing spree that left actress Sharon Tate and six others dead in 1969. Prison officials have denied the newlyweds any conjugal visits, and the couple is under intense scrutiny by corrections officers during Afton Star Burton's weekly visits to the Corcoran State Prison in California. No consummation has taken place as of yet, said a prison spokesman. I believe they do get to hug. Ed, what's worse, convicted murderer Charles Manson having a baby or every presumably non-homicidal white girl having one and calling it Jaden. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm gonna still go Jaden because like Charles right. Manson, you got a fifty fifty shot that the kid'll be crazy or he'll just be a kid with a shitty name. Exactly. It'll, you know, they'll pick some weird name. But Jaden, there's a hundred percent chance they're a big loser and a big drain on society. And um and also Matthew Roberts, the the actual son you got to applaud him for going with the Gene Simmons without the makeup look. That's a, yes. that's yes. a curious look. He he only he only found out that Charles Manson was his dad ten years ago, but still, who, who broke the news to him? Because like you know, you must really hate that guy. <laughs> like that that reveal. That's not like a reveal. Like hey, you know, like I got some. Dad, I got something to tell you, Matt. Yeah, I, I it's it's time to tell you. Um, you know that guy you think is your father? Well, he's not. But but I do know who the identity is. Uh, you know that guy who has the swastika carved in his head yeah. and he murdered a whole bunch of people? He's real crazy. But that's your dad. Huh? Do you do you think the son waited till after he found out that Charles Manson was his father, or even or prior to that to to develop his spitting image of Richard Ramirez look? <laughs> And yes. another thing yes. I'm just thinking about is, you know, I, I, I sometimes have deeper conversations with my dad. Sometimes I have shallow conversations with my dad. But it's pretty interesting that his son seems to know a lot about how he's trying desperately to get his semen out into the world. Like, <laughs> that's that's usually a conversation that never comes up with my dad. True. Just pretty sure. <laughs> like, I mean... I've had the full range of conversations with my dad, and it just it never got to that point. Rarely, rarely in my life have I dis- discussed my dad's semen at all. <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of deprived at this point. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's a taboo thing. I'm going to say that's just not, never in consideration. Yeah, that's not like that's not on the band list of conversations. That's just something that would never ever happen. I agree. Uh, okay. From unstable people to a very stable-seeming person, an actor who played the Red Power Ranger allegedly <laughs> murdered his roommate with a sword. Cops are saying that Ricardo Medina Jr., who used to play the Red Power Ranger on TV, murdered his roommate over the weekend. According to a press release from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, the altercation took place around 4 p.m. on Saturday in Palmdale. Ge- geographical note, like if... You, if you haven't been murdered in Palmdale yet, you will be eventually. <laughs> the clock's ticking. Right. It's not a place you want to be. Medina, who is 36, apparently got into an argument with the victim, Joshua Sutter, before retreating into his bedroom. When Sutter tried to force his way into the room, Medina allegedly delivered a fatal blow with a nearby sword to the man's abdomen. Then the actor, then the, there should be quotes around this. Then the actor called 911 and submitted himself to an interview. Medina is being charged with murder is, and is being held on a million dollar bond. Ed, um, what, why does it seem that unstable people always seem to have the best access to medieval weaponry? <laughs> yeah, this is it, the Red Power Ranger. It, has a billion red flags. There's, right. I, I, I cannot understand creative why facial anyone. hair. Creative facial hair, yeah. check. Yes. Uh, a, a random sword, check. Yes. Uh, a man in his late thirties with a roommate, <laughs> check. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, I, I don't a lot of red flags there. 
Yeah, and he was a Power Ranger. Right. Now, you mentioned you mentioned early on that your son avoided that. Yes. And same with mine. And there are occasional kids you sort of run into or have met yeah. over the years that are, like, obsessed with it. And it it is so baffling. I don't. I, I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure this is some sort of Japanese show. Like as a kid, I I had action figures. I was into GI Joe. I was into Star Wars. And yeah. I look at these guys, these kids playing with their fucking Power Rangers and the action figures, they like don't even move. Like the And they're crazy. Like they're they're real like weird. It's yes. not it's not like a theme. It's just like yes. crazy people jumping out yes. of nowhere. I remember, yeah, going to uh, a friend's place and his uh, son was Power into Rangers it. Power party. Well, yeah, and there, there was – it was just like a little bit off. It was kind of like like those Japanese cartoons. I can't think of what they're yes. called. But like Ma- manja anime. Anime, yeah. yeah. And it's that same kind of weird vibe that people are like really jumping out of nowhere and like really scary. Yeah, you, you, you expect that it's going to turn into tentacle porn any second. And in this picture, the Red Power Ranger, he looks like he's got a set of Mickelsons too. Oh, really? Boobs. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Those don't those don't look like you know yeah. proper pets. Yes. He looks like he's got Mickelsons. Yeah, I uh, yeah he's he should be Another a little flag. more he should be a little more fit. I would agree. Uh, okay, one more story, Ed. Why yeah. headline from the Washington Post? Why France won't let you name your child Nutella? A couple who named their child Nutella are now proud parents of baby Ella after a French court rejected their decision to name the child after the delicious hazelnut spread. The child, born in September, was renamed by the court, which determined that the Nutella name was not in the best interest of the child. According to the report from the French daily Le Vue du Nord, Le Vue du Nord, yeah. The court's, decision, the court's decision notes that the name Nutella given to the child is the trade name of a spread and that it is contrary to the child's interest to be wearing a name like that can only lead to teasing or disparaging thoughts. No fucking shit. Uh, okay, some, some names, Ed. Um, the, some, the courts have forced a new name on a baby girl called Babar. And a girl by the name of Frazy or Strawberry was recently renamed. The latter decision was in large part due to the idiomatic French phrase Ramane ta Frazy, which translates to a crude version of get over here. As with Nutella, the court decided that Frazy would face undue mockery. Um, France's regulation of baby names is hardly new- unique. In New Zealand, you can name your kid number 16 bus shelter, but not... B R F X X C C X X M N P C C C C L L L M M N P R X V C L M N C K S S Q L B B one. That's the best part. One 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 six. You also can't name your kid Bishop or Mafia No Fear, among other band names. Mafia No Fear is a pretty hard name. In Iceland, Spain, or Germany, baby names must indicate the gender of the child. Sweden has blocked the names Metallica, Superman, Veranda, Ikea, <laughs> and Elvis. The best part is all of these rules are in place because someone tried this. Of course. That's the best part. <laughs> um, so, Ed, when can we get the names Jaden, Caden, and Aiden blocked in this country? As soon as fucking possible. And 
really, the, the more important thing is, when can we get this council that approves and disapproves, disapproves of names uh, in America, and how can we be uh, on the board? Yeah, absolutely. We should be – this should be our job, Ed. We should do this podcast, and also we should spend – you know, like there's a, there's a guy. There's one guy that works for the federal government that approves beer labels. His whole job really? is every beer that comes out, the label comes to him, and he has to look it over and compare it to other beer labels and make sure it fits all the regulatory – there's a lot of regulations on what can be on a beer label, and there's only one guy that gets to decide if everybody's beer label is good to go. We should have that here, but names, and it should be me and you. Yeah, exactly, and I, we have to – I have to applaud France. You know, Me too. They, Way to go, good, France. Good, good for them. You know, Absolutely. Now, now they have something besides the croissant to be very proud of. Totally agree. Uh, okay, Ed, it is time. We've got. We've done everything we need to do. You and I, we're off the hook. Yeah, we're, we've, we've, we've accomplished it. Our work here is done. We, we've been amazing as we always are. Ed, we have done our duty for the show. For, we've done our work for the show. Everything we've done has been spectacular, as always. Now let's get into the meat of the show, the real, the stuff I know you're most into. Celebrity gossip, mm. The Bachelor, like the real shit. The, the, real, real, the real manly stuff. Yeah, the juicy stuff that all of our listeners want to hear. Of course, we do that every week in a segment we like to call Fancy Pop. Joining us now is our special Baller lifestyle, bachelor, pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hi, guys. I'm good. You guys hey, ready Fancy. for the news? Yeah, we are sure. fired up to talk the real news. Okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What do we need to know in Fancy Pop? Well, I know you guys touched on this already, but my lead story is about Bruce Jenner and his transition. Absolutely. We got a, we got a voicemail earlier. People oh, are clamoring. They're begging to know okay. about what is happening in Bruce Jenner's well, world, and none of us can understand it. Please, sort it out for us. Speculation is now at fever pitch following a series of tabloid stories and photos. Um, BuzzFeed reports that Bruce Jenner intends to come out as a transgender in a sit-down with ABC News' Diane Sawyer. In that planned interview, Jenner will also reportedly reveal the details of a new, this is shocking, e-docu-series centered oh around his transition God. to a woman. So you're saying he's going to make money off his change. Apparently. How do, you guys, how do you guys feel about this? Do you think BJ is helping or hurting the transgender cause by filming this? Okay. Ed, let's start with you. You've, you've made your thoughts known. At, at, on one hand, you're compassionate for the transgender community as a whole. But on the other, you say, fuck he's a, Bruce Jenner. Do, have yeah. I gotten anything wrong? No, he's a clown. Hey, I Yeah, if he were doing this and going through this whole thing uh, in private, but no, he's trying to milk every ounce of fame he can. And even this, this very personal situation, he's got to make it an E-series. So, yeah, he should be treated like a clown because he acts like one. Some would say that it's... Because he is in the grips of the Kardashian slash Seacrest clause that, that's caused him to come out in such a way and monetize his transformation. This is the woman who allegedly marketed a sex tape featuring her own daughter and a third-rate rapper okay, with, with, with a Pringles can Don't forget, they're, they're divorced. Their divorce is final. Right. Okay, so the money has been split. Yes. I feel like more like... To get out of his contract 
for keeping up with the Kardashians that he didn't want to be he on had anymore. To offer them another show. Yeah, something else had to be offered up. Could be. Could be. It could just be that he feels like he can be the person that, much like Michael Sam, the first tried to be the first gay football player. This is now we have a famous, a well-known, a man that was on a Wheaties box. He's becoming a woman. He's known around the world, a global icon, and he is going to be the face of transgenderism. Yes or no? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in a way, I get the sitting down with Diane Sawyer. I don't get the docuseries so he's, much. He's not doing any transgender people any favors by doing this. I don't Ed, think. I don't Ed, think so either. Very little compassion, obviously. Okay. Okay. Next story, Kate. Um, this story uh, involves someone I have on my death pool. That's absolutely right. Yes. Go on. Um, as you probably all know by now, last Thursday, Suge Knight got into a fight on the set of a film project in Compton, ran over a man who later died, and then fled the scene. Yeah, that's not Shug, the Suge Knight I know. Shug right? Knight, Are you guys Suge Knight responsible for someone's um, death? This is shocking. Um, from the story, multiple witnesses tell us a commercial shoot for a movie, including I'm sorry, involving Ice Cube and Dre, was going down when Suge pulled up in his car. We're told security told Suge to leave, and that's when trouble began. Fight we, broke out between Suge and two guys. Suge got back into his car, took the wheel, threw the vehicle in reverse, ran over a man who suffered fatal injuries. Um, but Suge's lawyer has said in his defense, Mr. Knight was attacked by a group of men of while he was in his vehicle. They were beating him, threatening to kill him, and attempting to drag him outside of the vehicle. He made an effort to escape. He was in fear for his life, and that's what, exactly what he did. I believe all of that, except that he accidentally ran the guy over. Um, yeah, it was his lawyer, Maurice Levy from The Wire. Because um, I feel like that's who would be representing. <laughs> I forgot his him. name. Uh, the Death Row Records founder turned himself in on Friday and was arrested on suspicion of murder, but formal charges didn't come until Monday, hours after a $2 million bail was revoked. Um, authorities argued that Knight was a flight risk. Um, at the time of the incident, Knight was out on bail in connection with a robbery case. He has now been charged with murder, attempted murder, and two hit-and-run counts. Um, so this is like third strike. He's facing the possibility of life in prison. He is a third striker. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. We all know that Suge Knight is impossible to kill. Is he also impossible to imprison Ed Daly? Will he beat this rap? He will beat it. Yes, he will. But, but the, the bigger question is, is, can that guy possibly be a flight risk? Like how does, how does he just kind of disappear? He's 700 pounds. That's a great, yeah. great point. He's Which, no flight risk. No, unless he's he's more of a rolling. He drives. Risk. He drives down, crosses the border, right. and gets on a plane out of Mexico. He would. I mean, he would be hard to hide. He's a it's giant. It's not like you can hide man. him inside your seats in a in a van like they do with with some people. Like he can't fit anywhere. Also, like pretty is it's a lot like a small guy being called tiny, or a, a big guy being called tiny, or a fat guy being called slim. Shug. Like not not a very sugary, not a very sweet guy. Apparently, uh, okay, Kate. Next story. What else is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in fancy pop? My third and final story is a really sad. Bobby Christina, daughter of Bobby Brown and Queen Whitney Houston, was found unconscious, face down in her bathtub, in a scene eerily reminiscent of her late mother's death, and has suffered serious brain injuries. It's being reported um, she'll likely not recover. Very sad. 
Apparently, her drug dealer ex-boyfriend was present, oh, no. along oh, with her no. husband, oh, no. in the house at the time she was found. And no surprise, sadly, drugs were found on the premises. Um, Bobby, Christina, and her husband, who was not living with her at the time of the accident, did not have a pre- prenup. She has a fortune of $20 million. Uh, Okay. Thoughts and prayers to Bobby Christina. Very, very, very sad. Saddest part of the story for me is this this woman's mother was Whitney Houston. She sold, who knows, untold hundreds of millions of records. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the iconic voices of all time. Seriously. And yet her daughter drowned in a bathtub in a condominium. Right. Like, But probably it's a townhouse. Shouldn't she have a house? Like a proper house? Maybe she didn't want like one. A yard? Like not, she has a lot of money. connected walls. She's living with connected walls? She can afford Fucking it. Fucking mom was Whitney Houston. And she's got she's got walls. She didn't even have an end unit as far as I could tell. She was a middle unit. So dark in there. Really sad about that. Um, Ed Daly, any thoughts on the death of the potential, probable, impending death of Bobby Christina Houston? Brown. Yeah, Brown is. Well. Did we lose Ed Daly again? Uh, okay, technical difficulties. We may have lost Ed Daly for the duration. We're going to soldier on. Um, we, uh, like I said, technical difficulties. There is a problem <laughs> in Hoboken. Hoboken. There's a problem with Hoboken, uh, Hoboken internet. Uh, I've. Uh, we may have lost Ed. It looks like we've lost Ed for the duration of the show. Luckily, we have our our bachelor expert <laughs> Jason Stewart here to fill the gaps. I really do. I really do like having Ed here because he hates the bachelor so much with a passion he hates that we talk about it he hates that it's a segment on the show he hates everything about it and that is why i love having him here for the segment i'm sad that we've lost him let's get to it i I have to be honest i just viewed it i said this earlier on the show it could have been it probably was i will declare that it is the greatest episode in bachelor history Kate, it was it was outstanding. Take us through what wow. happened. Wow. Okay, so a, a few things that happened. I'll just list them and then we can talk about them. Okay, first of all, we learned that Britt doesn't shower. Right. Like the girls in the house right. said that she hadn't showered for days. She also sleeps with a full face of makeup. Also, <laughs> her hair is blown dry, blown out every single day. She's very put together for someone that doesn't bathe. And I bet you that blowout is the reason she doesn't shower. Well, and- once you have a blowout, like it lasts. It lasts. You don't, until you wash it again. Right. So her hair does always look good. Yeah. It's going to. Maybe she jumps in and out. The girls don't see her. I feel like she probably doesn't wash no, her hair no, maybe once a week. I'll tell you what she does. And well, this you is, don't know. This is no, this is no indictment of her character. This is just what this is called. This is the proper name for this situation. Oh, this is racist. She takes a horse bath. <laughs> she goes in. She it's cleans her genitals. Like, no one doesn't wash their ass. All right? Like, I shower every day. Sometimes I don't twice. believe that she never showers, she but goes maybe in, she's gone for like she washes her genitals a couple of days. Only. She might, she might use wipes. <laughs> okay. She cleans her armpits and yeah. she washes her face. Only, Everybody washes her only face. Only dudes do that. She okay. takes a horse bath. No Move offense to Britt. I, I don't know about Wait, her Jay- situation. <laughs> Programming note. When we lost Ed Daly due to technical difficulties, we also unfortunately lost a significant portion of our discussion with Jason Stewart. Jason Stewart now joins our discussion in progress. Jason, where are you at on Whitney? She got the group date, Rose, and he seems quite taken with her. 
Yeah, I you know what? Um I, I actually became a big fan of Whitney this episode. She's yeah. kind of the, the good conscience of the group. She's and chill. She's she, chill. She what what I liked about her in this episode is that she exposed Ashley I for a despicable human being. I mean She's like perfect casting for the show, Ashley I. And I think yeah, that she's, she's perfectly delusional. Yeah. You know. She's like she personifies catty bitchiness. So Whitney's kind of a great um I don't know, yin to your, her yang, as we saw in this episode, if you get what, my, uh, what agreed. I'm saying. Whit- I- Whitney's in the Becca category. Becca's very together, very chill. Whitney's right there with her, not catty, Brian's, not a bitch. Brian stole my point. Very long neck. Becca and Whitney are the only two balanced, stable women on the show. The rest of them fall into a sliding scale of crazy. I might put <laughs> Caitlin also crazy, but not not crazy like in the rest way. of them. Yeah, in a different crazy. way. She's just not as like completely yes, stable. Like a, she's like crazy in a ten on one gangbang type crazy. Easy. Oh, easy. easy. I like yeah. Caitlin. Yeah, I don't oh. have anything against Caitlin. Yeah, yeah. I okay. like Caitlin. But then she partakes had, in gangbangs. You, you have she to may, give her that. She may. Okay. We'll, we'll get on to yeah. the person that has yeah. nude internet photos in a minute. Okay. Jordan, if you remember drunk Jordan, who was kicked off a few weeks ago. I don't barely, like the president. She like showed up. That this she drove herself from Colorado to New Mexico asking for a second chance because she was still on the show when What's-Her-Name Yoga Instructor came back and asked for a second chance on the second episode, and he granted it to her. So she's like, I'm going to try that too. And all the girls were freaking out, and all of them had a talk to Chris about it. And in the end, he said, look, I can't keep you here. I think that you got to go. Few people know this. The first question they ask you before placing you on a 5150 hold is how many hundreds of miles have you driven to uh, unannounced and shown up unannounced <laughs> to someone that's declared that they don't like you? Right. Right. If it's over a hundred, you're, you're on a seventy-two Same. hour hold. I really Sorry. think you made a mistake, yeah. and you should really give nope. me another shot. Yes, okay. You now, screwed up. <laughs> you have to admit that you have to admit, and this seems like a plant from the beginning, and it's been kind of a theme this this season. And that I had said that the Jimmy Kimmel episode was the producers like. We got we have such a zero for a bachelor, a guy with no personality yes, yes. who can't articulate anything to save his ass. We need to throw a, a late night comedian in one episode, and then we need to mix it up. Like we need to like you know, ask girls that have been asked off to come back and get the chicks all catty and bitchy and create drama. I mean, Ashley I again, I'm gonna keep going back to this one. Yes. She was a star of this episode and that she is an just completely despicable. Jason, bitch. we call her Ashley Kardashian. Yeah, she, oh, she's she, awesome. You're she was the star of the episode de- until the completely end. Completely delusional. She right. Ashley Ashley I is she doesn't realize that she's she's playing the game. But let's she's not there get to, to what happened at oh, the end absolutely. yet. Right, yeah, right. And, but I, I hold on to Jason's point. Everybody hated Juan Pobbs because Juan Pobbs wasn't really invested in the game. Like he couldn't he he thought it was stupid. Once he got into it, he realized this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like I just want to pick the girl I like, but I have to keep going through the motions. Right. Chris is the other extreme, and it's a problem. He's too much of a team player. Yeah. He's too much into being the bachelor. Well, he's too much into thinking so about everyone else's feelings as well. He'll make out with a crazy bitch at an inopportune time because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do as the bachelor. When really, as a human being, he should go. You know what? Let's maybe you should go. 
Instead, he just starts tonguing him. Well, I think that's what he's wrestling with at the moment. It, at the yeah. end of this episode, I think he like he's, had decided probably like maybe three girls that he was right. going to send home. Right. He's fighting with. But his we own didn't get humanity. to that, which we'll 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 explain in a minute. Continue, so, Kate. Um, so Samantha is still on. She's still a contestant. We've never heard her speak. She spoke. She she got one not, one second I'm of camera not time. Convinced that that's a person. You keep you kept trying. There's to point. always You're one like, or two girls. She's right there. She's wearing the vest. I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's I'm Jade. I'm like, I'm no. Never, I don't know the difference between her and Jade, but apparently there was there's still one bachelorette that no one has. I think noticed. her name's Samantha. I don't it, even know if Chris it, knows it, her name. It, it is Samantha, and and I was just thinking today I was watching that that was literally in what six episodes? Five the first episodes. time she's yes. ever spoken. The first yes. time she's ever spoken, and the and, yes. and, and the one yes. sentence she did funny. deliver was, uh, "I've never got a one-on-one date, so tonight's very important to me." That's it. That's right, the but, only thing she said the yes. entire season. But by the way. I find her to be the hottest chick left. Oh, my. oh really? Hot. Whoa. Yes. Upset no. special. No. no. I haven't seen enough of her. I mean, but that, everyone I can't can have their opinion. That's true. I, okay. do, I do like that she uttered those words. She's like, I'm going to make well, the most of my they, time. They edited it Immediately like, uh, before right. they walked in and said, there will be no cocktail <laughs> yeah. party tonight. <laughs> I mean, that was straight comedy. Yes. Okay. I just want to talk about the date, the one-on-one date that Chris and Carly because it was so awkward and uh, uncomfortable car- where they met with like an intimacy relationship yes, coach. that was super and weird. And it was their first time oh. hanging out and she made them touch each other and super blindfold weird. each other and like super weird. breathe in each other's mouths. Like, Yeah. I mean, think about that? it. It's a show of hard to watch moments. So to say that that was mm-hmm. the hardest to that watch was- scene, that says a lot. I, I cringed. I, I just, it was cringeful. I, I, it was really hard to watch and... I think in one of their poses, there's no doubt that yeah. he has a massive erection, and yes. she's just kind of sitting on it. And well, I'm thinking, yeah. and this is a first date. Yes. Right. First date. Also, made you, me really uncomfortable. do you think that he was happy that that and date you, happened to be with one of the least attractive well, girls? Well, I'll tell you why it was with her as <laughs> like, well. If that were with Becca or Britt, he would have had some real or problems. Some Samantha. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. This so, is why Samantha, they. Uh, Samantha's not even a real contestant. Stop it with that, Jason. They revealed the Carly revealed why the producers put her in that position. She said, "I was with a guy for a year and a half yes. who never touched me. Yep. Meaning right. he never <laughs> right. actually touched right. her. She has huge emotional yes. issues. She's damaged goods from this. Yeah. So they put her in a situation where she had to be touched by someone that she barely knows." And it was awkward. And so she has now developed this, um, you know, attract, att- attachment to Chris right. so that the next girl to get a one-on-one date, Britt, <laughs> yes. Carly had a meltdown. Yes. She was uh, crying. Was a, she was couldn't amazing. cope. Well, they all, they, they, every, and, they all go on a date with him and then they think they're his girlfriend. No, but I feel like Carly's yes. meltdown was a yes. little bit more severe. Yeah, I feel bad for Carly. She should have gone home a while not, back. not only severe, but... Absolutely sincere, and that you feel really bad for her. And I, I do need yes. to make, make a point about the make the, your point make the about the exchange and why she got so upset. I mean, for those who hadn't seen the episode, he goes to pick up Britt in the middle of the night, where she's, as Brian said earlier, fully yeah, it's made like up. before the sun and, comes up, and, and well and, she, and truly. And she just happens to be the roommate of Carly. The, yeah, the person yes. we're talking so about. Yes. Carly wakes up and it's sees up. Chris in the yes. middle of the night, and Chris yeah. gives her the dismissive like, shush, shush, like, yeah. "Hey, go." And go and kisses Britt on the mouth her, and yeah. tells her to get up. Yeah. Yeah. That was messed up. Um, so I love good. Ashley, so Ashley Kardashian. I love, I love how she sat around and she told all the other girls that 
Brit told her that she loves being single and that she's not interested yeah. in having a family and tried to get all of the girls like to turn this, on Brit. What she's what she's intimating <laughs> and I think we all know this, she's trying to say that Brit is not there for the right reasons. Correct. Yeah, right reasons. Yes. Now, we didn't you have okay, to sorry, you, ha- you have to admit. You have to admit that I mean, I, I keep repeating myself, but Ashley I, Ashley Kardashian she makes incredible TV. She's there because she wants uh-huh. to be one of the top players. She wants yes. to win. She, she wants to win. Well, as Brian said, she, angle. she yes. thinks yes. she's there for the right reasons. Yeah. But she's just there to win. She's just there to win. Yes. It's amazing. She, she's, she's probably one of those chicks. Well, she's definitely one of those chicks who's always gotten what she wanted in life. She's a yes. princess. Her dad's given her and everything. she is very entitled, and yes. she fully expects to win this. Yeah. And the fact that things aren't going exactly the way that she thought they would is very she's, difficult she's for her. She's always been the favorite, and she is in shock that she's not the favorite when now. When he gave that rose to Whitney, yeah. she, she could, lost her shit. She could actually not believe it. Yeah. Whitney. Lot, Whitney's pretty she went off handsome. A lot of neck on Whitney. Right. She's got nine, ten inches of neck. Easy. Yeah, you know, she, she's, she could win this. She, yeah. she and Becca are going to be front runners. I'm she seems you. like this is Whitney's deal. I want her to have my kids, and I want to be married to her. But right. I'm not. I don't think she's attractive. She's not hot by any. Right. Way. Right. No. Yes. Yeah, she's not. She's definitely not one of the hottest ones. But she's she's okay looking, and she's chill. She seems nice. Right. When you yeah. fall in love with someone, what they look like is not the. Most important thing. Agree to disagree. It, it, okay, it is to me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I got. I just talk about a couple of things quickly before we get into like the meat of what happened. Let's get to it. Um, well, we missed last week, so I, I didn't get to discuss that. Becca just dropped very casually in a group situation that she was also a virgin. Well, yeah. It, this. So now we have two girls claiming to be virgins: Ashley Kardashian and Becca. But the way Becca announced it was that. Ashley Kardashian was making a big scene to all the girls about how she had told Chris that she was a virgin and she, you know, like it was, there was so much like wrapped up in this and Becca was like, oh, I'm a virgin too. Yeah. And Ashley Kardashian's face was like, yeah, I'm not the only virgin. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. How dare you fucking steal my thunder, bitch. And I am the virgin here. To Becca, it was no big deal. And I'll be honest, Becca's my front runner. Like I'm, I'm smitten with Becca. I'm a, I'm a Becca fan. Becca I'm Team too. Becca. I want, like I want to get. This might a, be the first time in history like of us doing this that we both liked the same girl like the most. Valentine's Uh-oh. Day is coming up, and I'm really, I'm really hope maybe if maybe my girlfriend will get me a Becca T-shirt, like a T-shirt with a picture of Becca on it. Yeah. Can you now, get Tom Hardy to come over here? <laughs> yeah. So if we I'm go, be able to pull that off. If we go down the cast and think yes. about it from a producer standpoint, we have a zero for a bachelor. What yep. could we do to add to this season? They've got now two virgins, and right. I'm sure you'll talk about Kelsey here in a bit. We have two uh, women that have lost spouses. Widows. Uh, Those are called widows. And, and, and we right. have, we One's have, gone. One's we, have a, we have at least three certifiably crazy chicks. It's and, casting gold this yeah, season, and you and, don't know when it first starts. You're like, good. oh, who are these girls? Are so boring. But it's then the 21 year old girl with uh, a Mackenzie. with a son called Kale yeah. isn't even that interesting because there's so many. <laughs> more crazy bitches right yeah she's a real moron yeah she, she's interesting sorry mackenzie she's, she's 21 going on eight and like yeah. emotional maturity I mean, she I regresses every time she's on screen explained the baby yet has she has she no. explained what happened there why she named it after lettuce no no continue okay just before we get into kelsey and her deal jade 
has nude pictures on the internet. Yeah. Wow, I need to Google. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I need to bing these. Hold on. I've, yeah. <laughs> got to bing. Or Jero, just go to my Twitter feed so and good. go find the retweet from Jenny Mullen. Who yeah, she's, I've, only last seen, I've only seen the she's one got picture. She's full you nude pics. You can see her pussy. So, what? That's what I'll say. Yeah, you can see her. Yes, full nude. It's not pic. like a full. It's not like hustler style, but you her you can you can see what's up. Okay, yeah. so I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Hold okay. On a Hold on a second. Say, yep. sur- say search off. I didn't actually. Yeah. I didn't actually <laughs> research why it, she's nude on the on the like, internet. I feel like but I'm not, assuming she was some kind of did some nude, nude mo- mo- I've researched it right now. You want to know the reason? <laughs> she did it for the money. Right. She also, did some nude modeling. Also, okay. stepdad wasn't that cool wow. of a dude. She seems like the the last person on that show that would That's, do this. this well, you're forgetting you're forgetting that she made out with Chris in a bed while wearing white pumps. That's true. Oh my Okay. God. Okay, continue. Um so Kelsey is the new villain of the show, which you know, we didn't really see coming. Get into it. Um <laughs> I saw it coming. Okay. So Kelsey hasn't really had a date. Well, she hasn't had a date, and she hasn't really had much time. So she stole some time, which is what these girls do. She went to his hotel room unannounced, knocked on the door, went in, sat on the couch with him, told him her, in her words, amazing story about her husband who died of congenital heart failure 18 months ago, she who she was madly in love is, with. She's legitimately excited She's excited that she's she has a story about the fact that, that her she, husband died 18 and that she's a ago. widow. Yeah. Um. So she sits on the couch and she she tells Chris she tears up, and then she they make out, which is really what she went there to do is to get him to feel sorry for her so that she could get intimate with him. I have so many thoughts on this. Then afterwards, she she, she sat there in her interview and she said, "Yes, my story is amazing." Yes, she was smiling. It's, She's it, like, I, it's tragic, but it's, it's amazing. It, 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 this just reeks of Johnny Fairplay and his, his, fa- his famous survivor switcheroo. Do you remember Johnny Fairplay? Now that we're I'm talking, I'm not a survivor watcher. I do know. I know a little bit about this. Dude, he pretended that his grandma died, or something. This guy pretended that his grandmother died to advance in the show. This reminds me of Kelsey making something up where she knows that she'll advance. She saw it slipping away. And to talk about that scene, there's so many layers to this. She she's like off camera and on camera. Off camera, she says. Um, you know what? I feel the relationship slipping away or getting stagnant. There is a risk. I had to do something. There is the risk. I had to tell him my amazing story. (laughs) She actually admits there's a risk that I would be sent home without him knowing that I'm a widow. It's like, so? What? Why? You're basically yeah. admitting she, I yeah. told him this so I could advance in the show. Yeah, of it's course. a card she needed to play. And she, she knew she was running out of time, so she ran off to his room. She's an insane narcissist. And, and she told him, and then they had very weird kissing. Where and he, he didn't want to kiss he her. He was trying to back away, and she and, kissed his nose. And it again, was so awkward. Yeah. Again, just like Bobby earlier in the show, her husband's name is Sanderson. And, and, and again, she if, keeps if saying it too. If your name is Sanderson, maybe it's a good idea to leave it a bit early. That, again, said, again, it's my take. She says this. I know this show is about Chris, but this is about my love story too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, I mean, maybe on. the most brilliantly insane thing that everyone, anyone has ever uttered on this show. What else? What else? Ha- what else went on? So then, cut to the rose ceremony cocktail party. 
Um, so we've got Kelsey sitting around with all the other girls. Chris comes in and says some stuff, including discloses that he got to have some one-on-one ta- time with Kelsey. And all the girls are like, what? what? Yeah, like when did this happen? Then he walks off and they're all standing, sitting around talking. And Kelsey starts talking about herself and just like the crazy is turned up. And all these girls yeah. are looking at her and she's like, you know, telling them all about how she told Chris her story and how she's a widow and... Um, on and on and on. And then Chris Harrison comes back and says that Chris doesn't want to have a, a cocktail party. He knows what he wants to do. Right. She gets up, Kelsey. A couple minutes later, we hear like some wailing. She's on the floor having some kind of a panic attack with the like medic tending yes. to her. And that's how the show ended to be continued. And it was, uh, no it was rose like, ceremony. No like, rose ceremony. Which is amazing, and you ha- you have to admit, a lot of drama. A- she put it on really nice and heavy when oh, she yeah. was on the ground. Yeah. And she-, she went from like, ah, to very clearly stating for cameras and microphone. You can almost hear her say, did you get that? She said, yes. ah, yeah. panic attack, yeah. panic attack. She's saying ah. panic attack. Yeah, she needs to make sure that-, that everyone knows what she's having. Here's the deal. If this bachelor keeps this crazy bitch around, he is the Biggest fucking pussy in the history of bachelordom. I don't care. I don't care if pr- production is like, <laughs> you got to keep her. Who cares? Right. He He's going to come off looking so bad that he's kept this nutty no, woman. No, because here's how it works. He's right, like, here's how it works. He's, he gets to keep one for him and one, one for them. Right. So but I think what was going to happen is he was going to cut her. Right. Her and, and she Samantha got a, were going. She got a vibe and she's like, I got. She got nervous that she was going to get cut, yeah. and she put on this like she acted um, crazy. This performance. It was like so, I've never seen anything like it. Quite possibly the and best play. The only in person reality, I've ever seen put on a better performance is my stepdaughter. Like that was, you know, it was next level. You go easy. On that. that's, that's, <laughs> that's getting cut out of the show. Uh, okay. Now, now, real fast, Brian. Yes. I, as we're watching Kelsey tell the group, and Kelsey have the panic attack. Ashley I again steps up to the plate with the off-camera stuff. It was not about Kelsey, not about her dead husband. It was, oh, my God, I don't have a dead husband story. There's no way that my story could be better than hers. I might be going home. Like It was all about Ashley I. Good for her for not masking the the fact that she's one of the biggest bitches ever on the show. Agreed. Yes. Reality TV 101, dead husband Always trumps virginity. <laughs> Put it in the book. Uh, okay, Jason. Excellent. I think we're all in agreement. Best episode in the history and the, of Bachelor. And the preview Maybe best. for next week looks pretty yes. amazing too. Oh yeah, yeah. this True. is where the, I think they're going camping again. This might there might be they've previewed some sort of tent coitus, some sort of possible sexual play between Chris coitus. and his. And one of these contestants, uh-huh. we'll see if that actually comes true, if it's not creative editing. Okay, before we go, g- give us your top three, Kate. Um, I'm going to go with Whitney, Becca, Britt. You've got Whitney in the lead. Interesting. Jason, Whitney, Becca, Britt. Jason, give us your top three. Who no. are your top three bachelors, bachelorette 
contestants, now, bachelor uh, contestants. Clarify clarif- the question: Who I think Chris will choose, or who I would choose? Because you know Samantha's at the top of my list. Unbelievable! She's about to get voted off. I mean, you can pick her. <laughs> I would rather hear who you choose, but she's she's about to leave the show. Give me your top okay, three. Jason Stewart's w- top three. I would go Samantha for sure. Then I would go Britt. And then you know what the dark horse is? Jade. I need Kate to tell me if you think they're real or not. Megan and her dumbness. They're and not huge, real. Her huge breasts. How she's, do you know? They, her boobs aren't real. And yes, they she's featured her huge a bit of a breasts. Dumb, and she's a bit of a dumb dumb. In the dumb. end of episode promo, it was actually great marketing for Megan and could really help her stock because she does have some very, very huge big job. breasts I had not noticed before. Uh, I'll give you my top three. I like Becca, Caitlin, follow, distantly followed by Britt. I think Whitney is a paper tiger. That neck is very, very long. Um, I'm a Becca fan. Big fan of Becca. But who do you think Chris has in their one, two, three spots? He, I, he's probably in the Britt, Whitney, Becca spot right now, and, but I think that'll change. By the way, by the way, I, I we have to do this. It'll, it'll take Let's thirty go. seconds. Let's do he's it. Got, he's got to pick Brit, and the, the, one of the best parts of this episode was that they took a nap together. They took a nap. Yeah, that was a they, little after, weird. Af, after going air ballooning on their one on one, they went back to his place and they laid down in bed and they basically showed him. And here's my here's the line of the night. After they went air ballooning, they went back to the bed and he filled up her air balloon. <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> Jason, get it? Uh, get yeah, it? yes, I, I don't. Can you DM me what yeah, you mean? Yes, that was that was a very very odd, like a nap is very intimate. They didn't you don't take just a nap. nap with someone. They didn't take a nap. They laid down and made out. That's yeah. what they were doing. They weren't sleeping. They had a little sesh. Yeah. They snuggled. Uh, okay, excellent, Jason. Excellent job. I always appreciate when Love you it. can join us. Anything you want to promote, you want to give out your Twitter, tell us Tell us what you're up to. Well, first of all, I got to give out my Twitter, and I need to shout out at my guy, right? Let's go. I need to sh- Not Dan? Oh, not da- NDH. NDH. I got to yeah. shout out at him. Keep the tweets coming. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Jason Stewart, at Jason Stewart. But follow Jason on Twitter, uh, listen to him on the radio. Everything he does is brilliant. And, of course, at, at the end of the season, we'll definitely have him back on to recap the, the finale of The Bachelor, as we always do. Thank you very much for joining us. Nice Jason to have Stewart. you, Jace, too. Uh, Thanks, all. Excellent episode by everyone. Sorry we lost Ed. I feel like that might have been strategic as well, he's not a fan of The Bachelor. And Ed, you were missed. I'm a fan of him not being a fan of The Bachelor. Uh, but... He's a closet fan. Since he's not here to say goodbye, I will say goodbye for him. For Ed Daly, for special guest Jason Stewart, and for Bachelor correspondent Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 